Hi, welcome to the Lonely Wives Vibe. We are your hosts, McKenna and Annie. We are so excited to be here with you today. Let's get started. So on today's episode and on every episode going forward, we would like to start out with a two truths and a lie. So Mm -hmm. McKenna, would you like to go first? Yes. And now just a preface, Annie and I have known each other for a while, but there are still a lot of things that we don't know about each other. Probably a good amount. Probably a good amount. And we'll kind of give, you know, more information about how we met and our friendship as the episodes go on. But just a preface, we do know a lot about each other, but not everything. Mm-hmm. Okay? For example. Okay, two truths and a lie. Here we go. <laughs> this was really hard to come up with. Number one, I'm allergic to latex. Okay. Number two, I wore spandex under my wedding dress. I was there at your wedding. Yes, you were. You were one of my bridesmaids. Okay. And the photographer. <laughs> and the photographer. Bless your heart. Okay, and then number three, I've sold my used socks to a stranger. I'm going to go with the spandex because I feel like you were nude under your wedding dress. <laughs> I wore spandex. I no! did. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, I'm not allergic to latex. You're not allergic to latex. Nope. Dang. I feel like that's a pretty common allergy, so. Yeah, that was, that was a toughie, but all all the rest was true. Thanks, thanks. It's going to get harder and harder every week, but. You know, I need to like come up with these like a week in advance. I agree. Okay. Here are mine. First one, I am left-handed. I can say the alphabet backwards and I have seven siblings. It's definitely the first one. You're not left-handed. I'm left-handed. You're not. I'm not. I'm looking at your computer right now. Your mouse is on the right side. There's no way you're left handed. It's a right handed mouse. But you're not left handed. No, I'm not. I knew it! I was like, (laughs) I know you have a lot of siblings. Okay, that was a good one. Say seven to be exact. Um, But yeah, those were mine. That was a good one. That was a good one. But I can't say the alphabet backwards. That's really impressive. I learned it from Big Time Rush. What? Yeah. They had an episode. Where this girl was like, I can say the alphabet backwards, and no one believed her. And I was like, I wonder if I could do that. And I did it. It took me about eight hours. Eight hours. Because I had to, like, make a song up to do it. Because you can't just remember 26 letters. (laughs) So, but I can do it, just for the record. Maybe in a certain episode I'll show this talent. Yeah. Anyhow. That's very impressive. Yes. (laughs) So for today's episode, we wanted to do a Hunger Games deep dive. Mm -hmm. Now this seems super random and we've got lots of really fun topics for other episodes. We just felt like this one was right. It just felt right. We're not a Hunger Games podcast. (laughs) No. (laughs) But like McKenna was saying, we'll do a ton of different like random topics every week or more movie deep dives. But we just felt like this was such an iconic part of our lives mm-hmm. that it needed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited to dive in. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, for any of you that have never seen The Hunger Games or read the books, I urge you, I I promise it'll change your life. When I was in, I don't know if it was middle school or high school, I read all of the books Oh my gosh, maybe like four or five times, wouldn't you say? And you can read them like in two days. Yes. Like it's like a fast read. Yes, and your heart's pumping as you're like figuring out who's dying next. Oh, triggered. I'm so (laughs) triggered. And so this past week we watched The Hunger Games again Mm -hmm. and were reminded of the tragedies, the heartbreaks, the 
roller coaster of emotions. The hot men. That too. <laughs> Opita. <laughs> no. What? I thought Gail was way cuter, but we'll get I into was a that. Peta, I was a Pita girl through and through. If you saw my, if you saw my Google search history. It's just like, Pita Malak. <laughs> I was obsessed. And then I found out his height. And that I'm was sure. game over. That's why I didn't like him. I was like, me as a 5'11 and three And I'm 5'11 woman, too. Yes, I was like, I can't like him. I didn't discover that till months later and... Too long. It was too long. Yeah. Josh Hutcherson, love you forever. He was in a lot of things. He was. The Bridge to Terabithia movie with him in Ugh. it. I won't ever recover I from the never. emotional damage that movie did. I just wish someone had warned me. Yeah. Just, like, that someone will die. Then I would have been prepared. Yeah. But I would have thought, like, oh, it's going to be the teacher. It's going to be the dad. Not Leslie. Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you haven't seen Bridget Terabithia. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Get off the podcast. Yes. Um, But a synopsis of the first book of The Hunger Games. Basically, there is this place called Panem. Imagine it like Washington, D.C., And then there's 13 districts. So imagine that like 13 states around Washington, D.C. And basically every year to have peace in the land, they have this competition, so to say, called the Hunger Games, where two teenage tributes, a boy and a girl, are selected from each district to go fight to the death. And then they like win for their district. Mm-hmm. That's like the best way I can describe it. Yeah, and it's really good if the district wins. Yeah, they get like tons of money, food, supplies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the districts are very impoverished. Yeah. Especially the one that our hero comes from. Yes. <laughs> you may have heard the name Katniss Everdeen. This is where she's from. She's from District 13. No, District 12. District 12. Yeah, she's from District 12. Sorry. That just I've unlocked been, a memory. I've been listening to Taylor Swift's album and it's oh. all about 13. <laughs> but she's from District 12, which is like probably the poorest district out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And her sister gets selected, who's maybe like 12 or 13. And instead, Katniss, the 17-year-old she is, volunteers to go in her place to go fight in this arena to the death. An iconic moment. Yes. She volunteered. As tribute. tribute. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy that's selected from their district, his name is Pita Malark. That's who Josh Hutcherson plays. Mm-hmm. And Bread boy. Yeah. He comes from a bakery. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that. Mm-mm. And then they go off to the Capitol, do a little bit of press and media, try to get mm-hmm. people to like them. Because if you get people to like you, you can get, like, sponsorships in the arena. Mm-hmm. Like food that. or, like, weapons or... Medicine. Medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And so after the whole press and media thing and meeting the other tributes from the other districts, they go into the arena and fight. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, like, a good summary of the yes. Hunger Games. Yes. At least the first movie. You yes. Know. After the first movie, it gets a little crazy. It gets a little messy. But I, we can just focus on the first movie today yeah, because yeah. that really was the most iconic part of at least my childhood. Yes. Mm-hmm. This movie had a chokehold on every teenage girl, I think, in the world. Not even in America. When this movie came out, I did not know how to French braid. 
Immediately after the movie, I pulled up YouTube and I taught myself how to French braid a single braid down my head so that I could look <laughs> just like her. I mean, I had long brown hair. Hello, mm-hmm. Katniss. And you were tall. She was tall. I was tall. I, I am still tall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was tall at a young age. So it was perfect. I, I, I will say for me personally, I never got into archery. Because she was an archer. My parents said it was too expensive to learn archery, so I had to bypass that one. Yeah. But <laughs> if I had the opportunity, mm-hmm. you better believe I'd be one of those sharpshooters. Yeah. Well, there was another girl in the arena that would throw daggers at people to try to kill them. Mm-hmm. So I would take my parents' kitchen knives. No. And I would make a cardboard box with, like, a human on it. They probably thought I was, like, a psychopath. Are you but lying I would right take now? Kitchen knives, and I would throw no! it at this cardboard. <laughs> and I like did my hair, you know, and the braids and everything. And I was like, I am this girl. This is me. So watching it back, I was like, oh, my parents probably thought I was like a psychopath. Probably they're probably but talking to all their friends. Like, is she okay? It's just a phase. It's just a phase. Hopefully, I, I didn't know that about you. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> that should have been my two truths and a lie. That really should have been. Yes. Um, we thought we would start out, though, with our top four deaths mm-hmm. of the movie. Yes. At least of the first one. Yes. Ugh. Did you have one off the top of your head? Well, obviously, my number one, and she... Wasn't she the first one? You know who I'm thinking of? Does it rhyme with Moo? It does rhyme with Moo. Rue. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she was the first death. Or at least the first... Um, like we protagonist. Knew yeah, yeah, yeah. Death. Oh, fancy words. Thank you. I've been... Anyway, so... <laughs> I read the dictionary before bed every night. Just kidding. Rue was just this little girl that reminded Katniss of her little sister. And so that's why she felt so connected to her. And when Katniss died... No. When Rue died... Oh my gosh. I was like, Katniss died? I... <laughs> No, she's unbeatable. When Rue dies, oh my gosh, I just remember every time I read that in the books, the million times that I reread it, just, like, my heart just broke. Yeah. And you fell in love with her. And she, like, helps Katniss. Like, they were Mm. kind of scheming together for a little bit to Mm. make the other guys essentially die. Yeah. But I remember watching that in the movie, and I have a little sister that is black, and I was like, oh my gosh, if my sister were to die, this is what it would be like. Mm-hmm. you know, out in the forest, and I put flowers around her head and everything. <laughs> but it just felt so real, and I was like, I am literally Katniss right now. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was, I saw the movie at midnight, you know, with everyone else and their dog. And there was not a dry eye in that theater. Everyone, people had brought full tissue boxes to this movie premiere, and people were passing them around. Because they knew. They knew oh, it was going to be It was emotional. Horrifying. I know. Um, speaking of Rue, though, she did help with a death that I thought was an honorable mention. Okay. Her and Katniss are up in the trees at one point, and Rue's trying to signal to her to cut down the tracker jacker, like, nest thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And... Murder hornets. Murder hornets, yeah. And Katniss goes up, and she cuts it, and it lands on this group of people that were trying to, like, stake them out so that they'd eventually have to come down, and eventually they'd kill them. And, oh my gosh, these things, they're, they look like really big, like bees or wasps. Mm-hmm. And when they like put their venom in you, you kind of become like disoriented. 
Like, it looked like she had, like, drunk goggles on or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a girl dies from being stung, like, maybe a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It was very graphic. And her face got all swollen and mm-hmm. gross. That was probably the first time I ever saw something gory. Like, that was, like, yeah. a memory that didn't leave me for a very long time. Yeah, I'd agree. Ugh. Those were times. Those were times. <laughs> it's like the beginning of everything. Yeah. I also thought, so at the very end of, like, the whole Hunger Games thing, Peta and Katniss were, like, trying to, like, I don't want to say stop the Capitol or pan them, but essentially they both have berries and they're going to, like, both eat them and mm-hmm. both die. Romeo to, like, and protest. Juliet. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was noteworthy for one of the top deaths, even though it didn't kill them. I thought that was a cool little, you know. Yeah, I'd never been down before. I'm like, you know what? In 74 years, no one has tried this. Like, these people are kind of stupid. Honestly. There's a lot of questions I have. How did nobody ever fall in love in while while they're in the Hunger Games? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now that I think about it, that is kind of weird. I would totally fall in love. Think about it. This, like, beautiful man is in the arena with you, but Mm -hmm. he's trying to kill you. You probably wouldn't love him. Hmm. Well, unless it was like them where they made that kind of alliance. True. And there's no way that in all of those districts, if you got chosen, you know, what are the odds that you get all like the other guy is someone that you had a crush on? You know what I mean? Yeah. Growing up because you grow up together with these people. I will say, mm-hmm. if Cato was in the arena with me, <laughs> I might want to make an alliance with him because... Absolutely, that little... He is murderous. Fine. I think fine. He, I think he was the most attractive to me at that time when I was fourteen. Mm. But now that I'm an older woman, mm-hmm. I understand that Gail is the dream team. I still have to disagree, but that's okay. What is your argument? Why do you like? <clears throat> I don't know. I just was a sucker for the brown eyes, brown hair, um, until I started. You know, I was obsessed with the Hunger Games. I watched everything on YouTube and Google that I could find. Mm-hmm. I mean, his interviews, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He was funny. He was kind. He was very witty. He was very witty. I'll give him that. And, um, you know, I think my breaking point that I just started to not like him anymore was when I found out in the special features like on that I watched, um, a lot of the scenes he stood on a box. No. Yes. He stood on a box. Ooh, that gives me, like, the ick. I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how tall is Jennifer Lawrence? I think she's as tall as us. I think she's, like, 5'11". Dang. Or 5'10". What a woman. I know. I love hearing when other girls are tall. I know, right? I feel bonded to them. She's... I've always loved Jennifer Lawrence, too. She's a rock star. Um, I love, though... Just going off this whole Peta Gale thing. Mm-hmm. Let us... Go back in time to mm-hmm. the shirts, to the Facebook groups, to the rivalry these two men caused. It was like another Edward Jacob situation. It totally was, but it was for like our age group. I feel like yeah. the Twilight was just like a little bit older. I don't know if that was the same for you. Like I read the Twilight books and I... They're a little steamy. They were a little bit too steamy and my mom read them before I read them and she same. was like let's just read the first one and that's, <laughs> that's it. And I was like... I wasn't allowed to read past book one. Because my Same. mom was like, um... Maybe when you're older. Yeah. When you're in college, you can read it. Yes. I read it when I was 16. <gasps> <laughs> no. 
I just didn't tell her. I, <laughs> she's going to be listening to this podcast, so. Um, I will say, so I was reading or watching some of their, like, backstage interviews about how they filmed it, because mm-hmm. I was a diehard, and Jennifer Lawrence said that the scene where her and Peta kiss in the cave, you know, when they're trying to give a good show, mm-hmm. she said that is the worst on-screen kiss she's ever had. I remember! It was slobbery. Ooh. I know, I'm like, and they used it. You can see when they kiss, like, there's all there's this There's a slobber. string of... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, no. I'm like, why didn't they just refilm it? I'm sure oh, she didn't want to repeat. I'm telling you, she didn't like him. Oh. She wanted to kiss Gail. I don't blame her. I don't blame any woman that wants to kiss one of the Hemsworth brothers. Absolutely. Um, I also love Gail because when she got volunteered to go to the arena or whatever, mm-hmm. Gail was taking care of her family. Mm. He was like a father figure to her family. There is nothing sexier than a man who takes care of his family. Nothing. There's nothing. I can't think of a single... There is a combination of great factors, but that is a huge one. Mm-hmm. That's sexy. That's very sexy. I... I and Gail had that. Gail had that, and, and Peta was kind of a little bit of a, of a wimp. I will say this, though. You take a step back. When you've read the books, mm-hmm. who are you rooting for? Gail. Really? Yeah. When you're reading the books. Yeah, because the whole, like, first chapter, it's them, like, hunting together. Right. you're like, wow, they are meant for each other. And then she's ripped away from him and has to go to this friggin' arena with this whiny little boy who's like, I can disguise myself as cake and we'll be okay. It's like, no. If Gail was in that arena, you know he would kill every single person. I guess you're, tr- you're you're right. Well, it was just very mature for my age. I, I guess knew so. what a real man. You knew what you wanted yeah. from day one. Tall, dark, and handsome. I uh, you know when I read the books, I think I I, I can't remember. I think I was po- like pro Gale, and then when I watched the movie, I think I just fell in love with Josh Hutcherson. I will say, Peta in the movie, I feel like is different than Peta in the books. Yes, I, I think, liked yes. Peta in the movie. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's kind of charming, kind of suave. Yeah. And Gail was kind of whiny in the movies. Yeah. They did him a huge disservice. Okay, I feel good about this. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say, the whole... I never got the concept with why they were in the arena and why this brought peace to the districts. Did mm-hmm. you ever get that from watching it? It was... I mean, it's a very complicated thing yeah and very twisted i i i still don't understand why they had to do that mm-hmm. but the way that they framed it it seemed like it was necessary and it was a cultural thing too yeah i'm just like shocked after 74 years this is finally when we're standing up to the government right like it didn't make sense to me i mean 74 years of like pretty much torture all yeah. of these districts they're, they're not getting the things that they need yeah and they're so separated from the districts that are super rich they look to those and they're like okay well they have it so good mm-hmm. we want to be you know we want to be them we want to be them mm-hmm. so i could see how that would over time just become the norm and i think you just get beat down so much that yeah <laughs> you kind of just go with it because you're tired of getting 
beat down. I guess so. Which is so sad. I just, like, didn't understand, like, what the purpose is of sending teenagers into the arena. Well, it wasn't just teenagers. Well, yeah, the second book, I guess. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I don't understand. My biggest question rewatching this whole thing is why is Panem its own separate thing? And how do you get from the district to be in Panem? Hmm. I never figured that out. You know what? I am pretty sure that the people that live in the big city probably were just born there, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they don't get a lot of, like, immigrants. You can't leave your district. Because I know, like, (laughs) what's his name? Hamich. Mm -hmm. He lived in Panem. How did he get to District 12? Well, he's from District 12, but I think because he won. Because he won. He gets to live in Panem. But he also has his little house in District 12 as well. Mm. You know what I think? I think that Panem is just full of, like, incest people. Ew. I mean, they do all look weird. They all look really odd and weird. So. Dang. That's my theory. Because there's no no way that they're, like, intermixing with other people. Yeah, they would never go to the districts. Never. That's my opinion. Ooh, creepy. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote down a couple different notes from watching this all over again. Let's hear it. The first movie. Can we talk about the cameraman? The cameraman literally was like on Adderall the whole time. Like he was shaking so much. Yes. Like when I was rewatching it, I was like, I am getting like vertigo watching this. (laughs) So true. But the rest of the movies aren't like that. I think they Mm -hmm. got enough feedback that it made people dizzy Mm -hmm. that they got rid of that cameraman. He probably really thought he was, like, getting some good footage. I just imagine him having that camera on his shoulder and just, like, running and then being, like, (gasps) like, trying to catch his breath and it's just, like... He was like getting on the ground and like crawling with yeah, like, the, the actors. Have, like a stabilizer. Or no, anything. it's just him. <laughs> Poor guy. National Geographic. <laughs> oh, um, another note I had is why does everyone wear their best dress to the reaping? Maybe because they know that they're gonna be on TV. That was the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Because I'm like, if that was me, I would not go my best dress. I would go in workout clothes. Oh my gosh, I just had a really twisted thought what well no what do you wear to your funeral you wear your best dress i don't know what i'm gonna wear in your casket you know what i mean mm-hmm. you want to wear like your best thing and so it's kind of in like a twisted way maybe that's also it like this is the last time your family's gonna see you mm-hmm. look good yeah that's really twisted that's like really dark yeah this is really it's a dark movie when you I really know. start thinking about but I we mean, not obsessed. even not even thinking that deeply about it. It's just a really dark concept. Yeah. <sighs> Rip. Um, okay, another question I had is why does Katniss's mom not cry when Prim is called? She's messed up in the head. The mom is literally like a psychopath. She really is. Like, when Prim got called, she was just, like, staring blankly. She's so depressed. Yeah, and then Katniss got called, again, mm-hmm. just staring blankly. I'm like... You'd, you know those are your daughters, right? Uh, if those are my daughters, I would be losing my shiz. Yeah. I think I would volunteer. Mm. I don't know if that's allowed, but... I don't know. I would try. 
Yeah. I would do anything. I think I, I have a little little boy named Charlie, and he's almost he's eleven so months. He's so cute. He's adorable. Um, if if he got called to go to be in the Hunger Games, I would lose my mind. Oh my gosh. But I I also put myself in her mom's shoes. I, you know, she went through a lot. And she lost her husband. She lost her husband in a really terrible way. Mm -hmm. And she's left alone to watch over her babies. I'm sure she became super depressed. And when you get into that depressed state of mind, it's like nothing, nothing can fix that. Yeah. And I've been, like, I had postpartum really bad. And I get it. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to be so detached. You have to have so much trauma to not react like that. Yeah. So. Dang. Just feel bad for the lady. Yeah. <sighs> and then <clears throat> I won't spoil the third movie, but you're like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking prim. <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Another um thing I noted. This okay. is kind of off tangent a little. Okay. So uh, when they get chosen to go to the Hunger Games, they get this glamorous makeover. Mm. That whole room of all of them being like tweezed and plucked and shaven and waxed, that is exactly what I imagine Hollywood being like Mm -hmm. if you're like new into Hollywood. Mm. Like I'm sure if I auditioned for something and got a role, Mm -hmm. they would take me into a room that looks just like that. Mm -hmm. They would lay me down and they would give me a full body makeover Mm -hmm. of everything. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand why they do that for all these people. Is it just because they're going to be on TV? Probably. It's just so. I was disappointed though because when I read the book, that whole explanation and show of what they do to them was so long and just like gorgeously written out. And then the movie, it was like two seconds. It was like two seconds, and I was like, oh, that was like one of my favorite parts of the of the first book. How they went into detail about everything. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, like, The Wizard of Oz. Hmm. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, when she goes to Oz and they, like, give her this, like, glamorous makeover and everything? Uh-huh. I'm like, I wonder if the writer got inspo from The Wizard of Oz oh. movie. Wonder. Because it was kind of the same vibe. The eyebrows, the hair, the waxing. I never but, yeah. even thought about that. Probably. Um. Another question I had is... um. Where'd it go? Oh. I was wondering why, and maybe this was intentional, the capital is kind of giving off, like, Nazi Germany vibes. Ooh. Did you get that at all? I feel like you're right. Like, the red flags hanging down. Yeah. And, like, everyone obeys President Snow. Like, there's not really... You're not allowed to talk back to him. Yeah, I think you're right. It totally is. I was getting Hitler vibes. I think overall there's a lot of, like, political undertones in the whole thing. And I think probably the author. Oh, my gosh. Who's the author? Susan Collins. Susan Collins. Yeah. I was thinking Randy Collins for some reason. (laughs) Susan, like, I think it was a girl that wrote this. I think there's a lot of, like, political undertones, which is super interesting. Um, I think she's definitely trying to make a statement. Yeah. About. This is the way it is. Yes. If you, well, and in the movies, in the second movie, I should say. They do that three-finger signal to, like, show that they're, like, their alliance isn't to Panem, but it's to Katniss. Uh-huh. And when you do that, you instantly get killed. Mm. And so, I can't remember if we see that in the first movie. Do they do the three-finger salute? She does. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Right? 
Yeah. Doesn't she, like... Yeah, when she gets called, she does it. Yeah. Interesting. Ugh. I can't remember where that even came from, or she just came up with it. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Like, they're a little, like... I... We be... We'll be honest, true, Ooh. and... <laughs> Chase benevolent. <laughs> I I will not lie though. I had a couple of friends that that was like our handshake or like friendship handshake. Mm-hmm. It's like the three fingers up in the air. Oh yeah. It's kind of embarrassing too. It was like the now. plague. It was like, the thing. It was the cool thing of like eighth and ninth grade. Ugh. Even like the braid that you were mentioning earlier. Yeah. That was iconic. Like, the amount of people that were wearing this braid Mm -hmm. to church, to volleyball, to school, to everything. Mm -hmm. The amount of girls that had this running around in the woods because they thought they were Katniss Everdeen. Mm -hmm. And it was not only that, it was also the the jackets. Oh, yeah. And then... Like, the denim dresses, too. Yes, as well as, like, the crossbody bags. The satchel, almost, looking Yes. Yeah. And the boots. Yeah, the boots were really big. It was like those leathery lace-up mm-hmm. boots. Yep, I had a pair. I had a pair too. I think I still have them actually. No way. Because I haven't grown shoe sizes. What? Since like 7th grade or 8th grade. Oh, maybe it's because I had a baby. I My yeah, feet grew. Your feet do grow when you get pregnant. Yeah. That's what my sisters have said. Mm-hmm. I am not pregnant. I would just like to say for the record. <laughs> not yet. I do not have any expertise in that field. Um, another note I had. So, you know, in the movie how they're constantly flashing back to PETA at the bakery. It's raining. Katniss is all cold. She's huddled under a tree. She's starving. And then you see PETA, like, throw the bread to her. You know that flashback? <laughs> yes. Okay. I know. Everyone's like, wow, that's so sweet. He threw her bread. No. You get up and you walk that bread over to that girl. She is starving. She probably doesn't have the, like, capacity to get up and grab the bread. Annie, no. That's the whole point. He wasn't even allowed to give her anything. And if he had been caught, he would have, like, been super duper punished. And so... By his mom? Yeah. I mean... These moms in this movie. I know. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't I don't know if they're just like just so protective to like the point of I don't know, they all need therapy. Mm-hmm. But in in my mind, and this is coming from a PETA lover, mm-hmm. in my mind that was like his this is this is like all I can do is I can toss I can pretend to toss it to the pigs. Yeah. And and it would get to you. To me, that's my perspective, okay, but maybe I'm that. just, like, explaining away. He 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 might have been able to do more, but he also wanted to protect himself. Yeah. In my mind. I just, everyone in the theater when that happened was like, oh. I'm like, no. He needs to get up and walk it over to her. I don't care if he gets in trouble. I don't care if it's raining. You walk it over to her and be a gentleman. You are such a pita hater. I know. I think it's just because I knew he was short from the get-go, so I was I like, think... <laughs> I will never love this man. <laughs> I have a little bit of a height problem. Tee-hee. And that's okay. You have standards. I do have standards. They're very tall standards. Um, also, I felt like the... Okay, so in the very beginning of the movie, it shows Katniss getting her sister ready for the reaping. Correct? These people have a cat. 
I'm like, if you have no money for food or for yourselves, mm-hmm. why, why do you have a cat? <laughs> Did they feed it their own food? I like, have no idea. But didn't Katniss like threaten to like eat the cat or something? I remember that in the book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're really that starving, I would have eaten the cat. Like a long years ago. time ago. There'd yeah. be no cats. Yeah. I mean, Katniss even went out of her way to get out of the walls of their area mm-hmm. to go and hunt for things with Gale. Yeah. Because there's no food. Why don't you just eat the cat that's in your house? <laughs> now, mind you, I'm not a cat lover. So any cat lovers out there, I'm sorry, but I would eat the cat. Yeah, the cat would be the first to go. You have to think about these things. If I had a horse, I would eat the horse, sadly. You'd have meat forever. I would have meat for a, a while. Yeah. I've been watching this show called Alone. And basically, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but um, these people get sent to these really crazy places Mm -hmm. to be alone and you have to make it as long as you can. And this one guy... Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's like wilderness. You have nothing. Nothing. Well, you have like a couple of things, like a tarp and like a knife and like fishing whatever rod. That's like literally nothing to me. I don't like... like, (laughs) It's nothing. Well, some of them like make their fishing rods. Anyway, this one guy, he killed a moose. And so he's like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm set. Mm -hmm. But if you only eat moose for you know three months Mm -hmm. that's not enough nutrition and if you're already like starving and cold and like exerting all this energy it's not enough are these people like professional campers um some of them like claim to be but you can kind of tell like as the days go on that they're They're just enthusiasts you know what i mean dang so i i just put myself in their position like just eating the cat wouldn't be enough nutrition they still need the potassium the zinc but it would be some it would be something i mean they're eating birds that's what cat in a shot chicken that's fair (laughs) (laughs) they're not chickens though they're like pigeons that's kind of pathetic and um another thing i wanted to bring up was um you know just to emphasize again how much of a chokehold this show and book had on me i had dreams about the hunger games for months okay like nightmares where i was getting you know called up to go and murder and be (laughs) murdered or you were called up as tribute yes called up as tribute that is slightly terrifying yes and it was for months and months and months and i think that's where my anxiety came from (laughs) i can see that did your parents allow you guys to watch this movie in your house you know i I don't think so. Your mom wasn't chill with it? I think if I ever did watch it, it was at the friend's house. Yeah. Um, But I read the book so many times, and then I saw the movie for the first time. I didn't love it. Really? I didn't love it. It, Because it was so... It was missing so many details from the book. So many. That I just wasn't satisfied with it. Yeah. So, but that's just me. I feel like even when, like, Harry Potter came out Mm -hmm. in theaters... There was a lot of people really angry because there were so many key storylines missing. Mm. But somehow it it all got to where it needed to be. But I remember a lot of people being angry about that. Yeah. All these, like, book nerds. You're like, wow, you actually read the book? (laughs) What a loser. (laughs) And I don't think that anything, like, story-wise was missing. It was just, like, some more of, like, the juicy details about how they were, like, getting prepared or, like, the gossip that happened behind the scenes or, like, Mm -hmm. how people treated Katniss. I feel like a lot of it was just, like, glossed over so that way it wasn't, like, a five-hour movie, which I understand. Well, I loved it, though. 
I would have taken a five-hour movie. I I would have eaten that up. Oh, yeah. I know, and I feel like whenever they release, like, the behind the scenes or, like, the interviews with them, I would just sit and watch those. Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to be in the Hunger Games. But my dad would not let us watch it. He went on this whole rampage, which I understand now as an adult, but back then I didn't. But he was just like, I don't understand how you can watch this movie where they're all killing each other. There's this little black girl being killed. Like, Mm. everyone's, like, basically a monster in this movie. And we were obsessed with it. And looking back now, I'm like, I totally see why my dad didn't want me watching this. It's very gruesome and violent and everything. But I... We got in a lot of fights over it. That's so sad. I know. But I, I, I get where he's coming from. I know. I totally get where he's coming from. It's so screwed up. Like, this is a very horrific movie. You know what, though? I think it gave me a lot of really, uh, like, a, a deeper perspective on life. Okay. I have never, I, I haven't had anyone close to me, like, that I personally know pass away. Mm-hmm. And kind of being able, you know, you get so close to the characters as you're reading, as you're watching the book, and then watching them be killed and then they're gone I think that gave me like that that kind of experience in my heart like my heart broke and I like sounds really dumb to say now but like I grieved yeah for those those people and so I think that that's a really good experience to have yeah I don't know in like a messed up way I don't think I really needed to get it at that age but that's it's what that that gave me some I can see that I feel like the only other book I really read where people died was Bridge to Terabithia Mm-hmm. I, like, don't really remember reading other books that I got really attached to mm-hmm. where, like, the main characters die. Yeah. So, and I knew when I was reading this book that Katniss wasn't going to die because, I mean, mm-hmm. she's the main character. But the whole time you're kind of on edge because you're like, is she going to die? Is Peta going to be the main character? Is Right, yeah. Peta will never be the main character. It's always Katniss, but whatever. I did get the anxieties while reading it. Exactly. (laughs) But I just remember when the trailer dropped and everyone and their dog was, like, so excited. And then that's when, like, the t-shirts came out. And when it came out that the Hemsworth brother was going to be playing Gale, I literally remember thinking, like, dang, this story has gone so viral that one of the Hemsworth brothers is going to be in it. This is big time. We are so blessed in this generation. <laughs> it's getting the attention that the story deserves. And I think it did, it, it, it was really good. Yeah. It was exactly what I kind of hoped for. Number one, it was better than Twilight. Oh, yeah. Twilight was like blue. Every, <laughs> like when I watched that movie... I'm like, this whole movie is one color. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's just Twilight like very filter. bad acting and CGI and all of that. Yeah. So in, in my mind, it was better than Twilight. And I think that's a huge win. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Yeah. It wasn't better to me though than Harry Potter. Harry Potter was top tier. But I agree. I agree. Well, this has been a really interesting and hopefully really fun conversation and discussion um, what movie should we do next? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys really want to hear us deep dive, um, movies every single week, but it's not going to be that every single time. No. Next time, um, I mean, I don't, I don't want to give away. Just stay tuned. 
for yeah. the next topic. This has been a lot of fun. I loved watching the movie, researching, thinking about my childhood. And if you guys have any suggestions about um, topics that you'd like to hear more about, all ears, you can find us on Instagram and uh, shoot us a message. Yep. And that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. My darling, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you.